Welcome to episode 67 of the Montana Values Podcast. In this show, we'll talk all about how Montana politics should come with its own Consumer Protection Act. Voter beware. Let's get right into it with our host, Tammy Fisher. Across the state, Republican Central Committees are in disarray. Some remain well-run and functional, but many are a dismal failure and few would walk into a meeting ready to volunteer their time in pursuit of committee objectives. The problems are vast and the solutions are unlikely to be implemented. Those rogue committees rail against not just Democrats, but conservative Republicans who prefer order and following Republican platform principles over heavy-handed pursuits to cleanse the party of strategic or independent thought. For those of you that don't know, each major political party in the United States has local central committees. The main purpose of these committees is very simple, to register more voters, facilitate get-out-the-vote operations for candidates, and raise the necessary funds to finance the previous two. They elect an executive board that consists of a chairman, several vice chairmen, a treasurer, an assistant treasurer, a secretary, a parliamentarian, and a sergeant-at-arms. Committee men and women are elected by each county's voters from the district the committee men and women seek office. Rarely are these elections contested. But it does happen on occasion, in particular when the far right wants to cleanse the party of the moderate right. I would guess the same may occur in Democrat central committees where the moderate left and far left disagree and seek power. The power of these committees is supposed to be limited. But it is the power of the purse that is perhaps the most important. See, because central committees themselves are not supposed to pick winners and losers amongst the candidates. Instead, the central committees that have gone rogue pick the winners and losers by either silencing members, as happened in the Flathead, or redirecting campaign funds to favored candidates. These committees are supposed to be cheerleaders and big tent associations where all are welcome in order to increase Republican voters and convince undecideds to vote Republican. Instead, these committees have become the fundraising arm for political climbers, and instead of being pro-Big Ten and welcoming, they seek to cleanse membership of all actual Republicans favoring authoritarians and the far-right wackadoos. And this evolution has been occurring for about 15 years. Slowly and steadily, local central committees in Montana have been alienating conservative Republicans. And in the process... Those who seek positions of authority in central committees do so out of self-interest and personal political strategy than for the greater good of the Republican Party. Two, the state party, to which the central committees are supposed to answer, has followed the same strategy. Eliminate free thinkers, eliminate conservatives who follow the platform so that the Republican name in Montana is usurped by extremist political climbers. As an example, the Flathead County Republican Central Committee has been in a shambles for years. Mickey and I and others left the committee when then-chair John Fuller announced an edict that members could not publicly support Republican candidates during the primary. Under the guise of, quote, fairness, the directive was intended, in all reality, to pave the way for Greg Gianforte's election. During that primary... We refused to support candidates with recent criminal pasts like Greg Gianforte and Troy Downing, preferring to support Montana folks like Tim Fox. John Fuller and I squabbled 
as he believed all members should stay silent when asked who we endorsed in the Republican primary. I, of course, objected on free speech and Republican principle grounds. It was clear to me that John Fuller sought to use the chair to persuade the committee of his ideals, whether those ideals were steeped in the Republican platform or not. Thus, I and several others resigned. And you can see from Fuller's antics in the Montana legislature that he is not Republican at all. He is an authoritarian that seeks government control over virtually every aspect of our Montana lives. He promotes government-mandated vagina checkpoints and government involvement in sporting activities. Now, he's actively promoting anti-free market control of all rental properties with six months or less lease terms. He truly would not know the Republican platform if it sat in his lap and called him daddy. But yet he sought the chairmanship of the Republican Central Committee and then promptly began issuing agenda topics for which he allowed no discussion. Just his edicts as the authoritarian master. And nothing has changed since the exodus of myself and other conservative Republicans. Now the chair is Ronnie Skees, Derek Skees' wife. Ronna Lee has been chair twice, both times, while running for office. There is no irony in that fact. Her chairmanship is part of a political strategy to seek election. The chair has significant influence over how candidate funds are spent. The chair can direct funds to herself as a candidate, to the chagrin of her opponents, who are also Republicans, and direct those funds to her husband, who is now a candidate for the Public Service Commission. And remember, this couple, the Skis, has only sought political office for purposes of a consistent paycheck. To be fair, Ronna Lee, we think, has always worked. Derek, on the other hand, hasn't had a real job in years. He claims to work in construction, but that's just for show. He has a so-called business that he's... (laughs) that he says makes him a consultant in times where a homeowner hires a contractor to do work, and he's the middleman between the contractor and the homeowner when disputes arise. Who does that in Montana? No one. That's not an actual job. And anyone who needs a middleman between themselves and their contractor, sure as shit, isn't going to hire Derek Skees and pay Derek to resolve the dispute. It's an imaginary company for an imaginary job. So Derek has been unemployed for years, only obtaining paychecks from state government. Derek hates government-funded social programs. However, he's the first in line for a government paycheck. And now he'd like to triple his government salary by getting a seat on the Public Service Commission. This is despite the fact that he knows nothing about regulating monopolies or utilities. But he needs the paycheck, and he's not about to actually seek a real job. We'll get to how he intends to obtain a PSC spot in a minute. Back to Ronna Lee. During her previous tenure as chair of the Republican Central Committee, Ronna Lee was a candidate for the Flathead County Commission, running against a guy named Randy Brodell. Despite being asked by committee members to resign as chair due to the obvious conflict of interest, Ronna Lee waited two months before resigning. Now, Ronna Lee is candidate for election to her husband Derek's former state house seat. And while she has several Republican opponents, she is not given up the reins as chair. Her ploy, of course, is evident to anyone paying attention. She wants the perceived credibility 
and the ability to redirect campaign funds from Central Committee to both her and Derek's campaigns for elected office. So all of Ronna Lee's opponents in her race for Derek's old house seat have to come before Central Committee, where she is chair, and ask for campaign funds. Doesn't that sound fair? And no one from the state party, which has oversight of the local central committees, has said a word. Why? Well, that's because Derek Skies has also positioned himself as the state party treasurer. So these shenanigans go unchecked, hoping no actual Republican will recognize these enormous conflicts of interest. But we all recognize the conflicts of interest, and so have other candidates. Derek and Ronna Lee pissed off Annie Bukacek some months ago. Annie Bukacek is a local physician who caters to the far right, but her reach across Montana is significant. She's been the leader of the pro-life movement in Montana for decades. She has a strong far-right network, a network that used to be supportive of the ski's political endeavors. But as Mickey and I predicted years ago, even the Bukacek acolytes would see the skis for who they are, self-interested political climbers who will manipulate any party infrastructure to get their government paycheck. Once Bukacek called the skis out for their shenanigans, she jumped into the PSC race against Derek, and she planted one of her allegiance supporters in Ronna Lee's race. So when Ronna Lee sought to bang the gavel and give Derek, her husband, $15,000 of Central Committee money... <laughs> Annie Bukacek jumped in and told her, not so fast. So what is Derek left with in his fundraising coffers? A whopping 500 bucks. <laughs> Since the chair of the state committee allows this horseshit to go on without recourse, Bukacek herself jumped in to right the ship. <laughs> and Mickey and I like to call this cannibalization of the far right karma. But the bigger point here, folks, is that the skis in particular are trying to rig the vote by their manipulation of the Republican Party infrastructure. And there's no leadership in the Republican Party willing to call out these charlatans for who they are. And it's not just the skis of our state. There's plenty of other dummies doing the same thing. Take Brad Sheeta, for instance. He's hellbent on telling Republican voters in Montana that the Missoula County election process was rigged that there were flaws in the vote count. So he's actively undermining the Republican Party efforts to get out the vote and their monumental success in winning the state by about 16 percentage points. In response to Republicans overwhelmingly winning the last election, he is actively seeking to undermine the election process, which then alienates Republican voters. Yet he calls himself a Republican. And does he even know what he's talking about? Nope. Was he there for the count during the last election? Nope. Was he there when his bullshit election oversight group performed their recount? Nope. Was he there when the Republican Central Committee in Missoula raised the funds to do another recount in order to assure Republicans their votes mattered and election integrity was intact in Missoula County? Nope. He didn't bother to show up for that recount either. Yet Sheeta, who has never once been to any of the three scheduled vote counts, has never seen the envelopes, has never counted a vote himself, still proclaims the Missoula election was rigged. He's like the shitty uncle that we all have that lived in grandma's basement, chronically unemployed, 
yet is the first to give job and finance advice when you go to grandma's for Thanksgiving. He's that guy. But does anyone in state party leadership call out Sheeta for being a lying bully who is harming the Republican brand? Nope. Nuh-uh. Dead silence. The state party has set a path where schemers, self-promoters, and liars get ahead, unchecked, and without any concern that allowing the inmates to run the asylum might negatively affect the party's credibility. And listen, it's not just the Republican state party. Whoever decided that Sheila Hogan should run the state Democrat party should get their heads checked. Unless hiring Ms. Hogan was some sort of reverse psychology to ensure the red wave in Montana continues, no one who checked her background would consider her a leader with the ability to solve problems. She was at the helm of DPHHS as it was circling the drain. She was the department head when the foster care system was spiraling out of control and hadn't even bothered to use the funding designated by the legislature to fix the issues with the foster care operating systems. She was the department head when the state hospital received its first immediate jeopardy warning in 2017 for the same issues it has today. So when CMS finally cut funding from the state hospital last week, and Sheila Hogan, on behalf of the state Democrat Party, responded by decrying a, quote, lack of leadership. Someone in the Democrat Party should have said to her, hello, pot, this is Kettle, you're black. But they didn't. And when I raised the issue on Twitter, the Dem feedback was, blame the legislature for no funding, don't blame Sheila. Yeah, well, that's not who Miss Hogan blamed. She blamed leadership, and she was the leadership when the crisis began. But there's no accountability, and if neither the Dems nor the Republicans require accountability, we're just going to continue to circle the drain as a state. So the lesson we should learn is, right now the people running the state parties aren't leaders. They aren't credible, and they have no standards. So that means... Montanans have to get back to voting for the person. Donate to the candidates directly that reflect your Montana values. Don't donate to the state parties because leadership will not ensure your dollars go to worthy candidates. Only you can ensure that your dollars go to worthy causes and candidates. This is the only way we get back to the responsive government by supporting and electing Montanans with character and who are principled leaders. Otherwise, we can expect that the Hogans, the Sheetas, and the Skis of the state will continue to sow chaos, seek cushy jobs for which they have no relevant experience, and take zero accountability for their own actions. Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Consider sponsoring the show by going to our website, montanavaluespodcast.com, locating the sponsor page and clicking on the donate button. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.